Hi everyone, welcome to the Roots Networking Podcast. I'm Harry Stevenson, Principal IP Network Consultant on the USA team here at Hamilton Barnes. Uh, today I'd like to welcome a very special guest, Matt Tyler, the VP of Strategic Innovation and Business Development at WOCTA. Uh, Matt has been at WOCTA for over 16 years now, going from a project executive to the Director of Emerging Technologies and then becoming the VP of Strategic Innovation and Business Development within the last year. Uh, really looking forward to hearing more about uh, his role and some of the exciting things that they're working on over there at WOCTA. Uh, so uh, Matt, how are you doing today? Not too bad. Thanks for having me. Perfect. Yeah, no no problem at all. No problem at all. So I guess we'll just get uh get straight to the point straight into things um so yeah how did you get into your current career um obviously now as the the vp uh, of strategic innovation uh, at, at WOCTA? yeah i would say it's uh probably unconventional uh to the typical networker early early in my life and my career i was 14 years old and i started off uh working for an electrical contractor so i would load trucks and sweep floors and kind of tidy up the the warehouse when uh the summer break was out for school and then um once I graduated, I, I started my electrical apprenticeship, and that kind of led to doing uh, low voltage infrastructure projects. So we got into the, the fiber optics world. We got into you know category three, category five wiring back then, and really progressed into building large industrial and um, logistics centers. So we were working for the likes of uh, Walmart and Target and other big uh, retailers in building out their one to four million square foot distribution centers. And as we were deploying the, the infrastructure and the cabling, occasionally their network teams would uh, knock on my door and ask me to maybe console into a switch. And uh, it, it was pretty amazing that as I'm sitting there typing keystrokes on my computer in front of a switch in a cabinet in a warehouse, that things would just start working, right? PCs around me, scan guns. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really thought that was a pretty neat experience to actually have a tangible uh, evidence of something working from just a couple keystrokes. So uh, that's really where it started, w was really in the field, right? No formal uh, four-year university education, uh, really just came up as a blue collar, industrial commercial electrician and moved in that in infrastructure space. Yeah, nice. So uh, yeah, didn't even go to uni or anything like that, just straight into it basically from 14. Jump, jumped right into it. So, you know, as the years progressed, the, the technology progressed and about 12, no, maybe 13 years ago, Cisco came to me. Uh, we were doing a lot of physical security. Uh, so cameras and, you know, other technologies that traditionally ride on the network. Uh, Cisco had acquired a couple companies, Broadware and Cypix, and started their own physical security product line. So they created access control, video surveillance cameras, things like that. Well, their traditional model of selling through the, the channel or resellers, um, they weren't able to support that technology. It was a world that they weren't accustomed to. They didn't understand field of view or you know uh, lighting conditions or, or, or even how to mount a camera in, into a ceiling. So Cisco invited us into the, their program or their ecosystem uh, to help accommodate those other resellers. So we were actually partner friendly we explained the situations we were brought in as subcontractors or consultants to help these big companies like a cdw or wwt or, or someone of that nature yeah. uh, in this new technology that they had never experienced before but was now being implemented into that networking channel 
So from there, we kept growing. Uh, we would do more and more work for these companies. Then we started picking up our own Cisco sales um, and we became silver certified. And then through an acquisition, we became gold certified. And now, you know, we have technicians and engineers all over North America that are supporting uh, the networking technology and all of the, the edge devices that ride on those networks as well. Perfect. So quite quite a journey from 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 sort of when you begun. Um, and what what's something you you think sort of uh, your job has taught you throughout the years and, and you sort of believe everyone should should sort of know in the networking space? We, you know, when we first started, we were putting in um, 10 base T networks. So, you know, 10 megabits per second, pretty slow compared to today's standards. And I remember, you know, early in those days saying, you know, we'll never need anything more than this. This will accommodate everything we need to do. And, you know, within three or four years, it's complete rip and replace. Um, <laughs> and I think that's kind of one of those things that if someone says that they're not going to need any more or you don't need to worry about it in the future, you always need to worry about it in the future. So keeping your mindset forward, but working in the present is uh, yeah. is good takeaway. Yeah. So basically just looking forward, sort of always, always adapting. Yep. Yep. And always just keeping your mind open. Don't don't close it off where, you know, you you may not think you need this or, you know, there's no way we'll ever do that. Just yeah. keep an open mind and, and yeah. kind of roll with punches. Yeah, definitely. Um, and obviously something you mentioned there, you know, that that sort of change um, in technology and, and moving forward. What, what do you think is the biggest change you've seen in the industry since you started your career? From the network space is... Um, the adoption of video. So, you know, even in those early days, like I was talking about, video wasn't really a thing that the networks couldn't support it. And now you look at, say, YouTube for every every one minute, 500 hours of video are being uploaded to YouTube. So the networking requirements to process and transport all of that video is through the roof. And now we're even getting into holographic technology. So I'm actively working with a manufacturer here in the United States that is utilizing holographic uh, technology to transport life-size humans anywhere across the world. So from an education perspective, you know, we're, we're beaming uh, professors to universities uh, where they can do lectures to multiple cities simultaneously. Uh, we even had uh, P. Diddy, uh, he launched a new tequila on Cinco de Mayo and we put one of these holographic boxes um, in three different cities. So in Houston, in Miami and New York, and he was able to live beam from Los Angeles into each one of those clubs and do have a drink with the patrons of that, that club in real time. Yeah. So I would say that, you know, the, the video technology and, and kind of really what's coming in, in the, the, the explosion of the bandwidth uh, requirements in the networking space to accommodate all this is what's really exciting right now. Yeah. Definitely. I've never even heard of the holographic technology, to be fair. Uh, sort of <laughs> people being in places at multiple times. Mental. But it sort of, sort of does sort of bring bring on to the next question uh, in terms of like what are you currently involved in or, or working on at Wokta? Yeah. So on top of the, the holographic technology, which is uh, extremely cool. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we, we, we did a trade show just not too long ago where we featured the product and we were having... Uh, Young individuals come up and ask to apply for a job just because they thought the technology was so cool. 
Uh-huh. But even on top of that, more more practical, I'd say, on the day to day and more real world is uh, we're working with some indoor vertical farms. So there's new technologies coming out or being deployed across America right now to help uh, agriculture be more sustainable, where we're now farming indoors in giant warehouses. So anywhere from 25,000 square feet to 2 million square feet and, you know, 40 feet tall, we're now growing fish, we're growing salad greens, vegetables, really you name it inside to one, better control the climate. Now we can grow year round in colder climates. Um, Two is it's more sustainable because you don't have evaporation, you have better control over your water utilization, you're not using pesticides because you don't have bugs and insects. Uh, to really worry about. But the, the the companies that we're working with and providing the networking and all the, the IoT devices for uh, really are relying on us because all of the systems it requires to run an indoor vertical farm it is absolutely mind-blowing. Uh, everything from paging to uh, the AV systems to the industrial controls to monitor the the water levels and temperatures to make sure those fish are growing properly. But um, some really exciting projects that we have going on here that one are really cool from the holographic side and, you know, being able to transport yourself across the world, but then two, like really getting down into your everyday life of things like sustainable indoor vertical farming. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I'm not, I wasn't really expecting the farming thing, to be honest. So I know you mentioned that like internet things, but just, just out of curiosity, what, what sort of, things on the networking side, do you, like, would you have to work on for, for that to work? That makes sense. Yeah, sure. So we're building out a customer experience center in our New Jersey office, and uh, we're doing condition monitoring or environmental monitoring uh, for the the healthiness of the employees or the, the people that are working within the facility. So we have a lot of uh, live plants. We have, you know, brand new air conditioners and all of this, you know, new technology that's going in. So from an IoT perspective, now we're we're monitoring things like soil conditions, you know, how much moisture is in the soil to make sure the plants are staying healthy, what the air quality is like within the building. Are we turning lights on and off? Are we controlling the air conditioner based off of the temperatures outside? Are we calling for more maintenance when there's maybe snow outside and people are tracking that snow in? We're providing sensors at every single level of this facility to be able to report back and provide real-time insight into that building to better accommodate our employees, to better accommodate our facilities maintenance and ensure a safe working environment. Yeah. All of the sensors ride on a network. And as a matter of fact, they probably ride on multiple networks. We, uh, we're, you know, our soil conditioning monitoring is riding on a LoRaWAN network. LoRaWAN is a, it's a low powered long range uh, network where one antenna can cover a couple miles. The sensors on the end of that are very small and they're really purpose built for one specific use case. That then drops back onto an ethernet network, which you're probably more familiar with. And then that distributes back into the data center for data processing. So from an IOT perspective, it really, the, the, the sensors that are being created today to monitor everything from vibration, temperature, humidity, they're coming in by the tens of thousands on a daily basis. Yeah. Well, wow. we're literally living in the future. <laughs> um, 
and with with all of these things right within the within the networking space what what's the sort of biggest challenge or concern you have within within the networking space at the moment i would say our biggest challenge is it, it, we have two one is uh supply chain i know that uh anyone that's in the business right now uh being able to get your hands on the equipment to go to the end users to be installed is quite challenging due to component shortages so the likes of Cisco and HPE and Dell, they just can't get their hands on the, the parts it takes to build the devices that we you know, sell and install. So supply chain is a big concern where you know, we're booking business today, but we can't install it till next year because that's how long it takes for the equipment to come in. Uh, the other bigger and more serious challenge we feel is new people coming into the workforce, right? Mm -hmm. Being able to find people that are, I don't want to say willing, because I think there's plenty of people that are willing to do it. I think people that are willing to take the opportunity into a world that they may not be familiar or, or used to, right? Really not know what's going on. So, uh, you know, here at Walker, we're spending a lot of time with education, really defining entry points into our community, into our business. Uh, so someone that may be just be coming out of high school or just out of college may not really know what they're, they want to do, but they really don't even know that we exist. What does an integrator do? What do we do in the networking space and how does that make an impact? So we're really honing in on defining what is a good entry point for those individuals. So it may become a little easier for them to jump into that space and, and take on the education. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, I think those two, are, you know, most people I speak to that those two are the most common problems I'd say right now. I think I think a lot of people are going to agree with you there. And something else with that, so obviously on the, in terms of like getting the right talent, having the right talent, do you believe in sort of generalizing or specializing is more important for those that are just sort of entering into the space? Well, I think that's one great part of the space is that you really can do either. And the the way I, or the reason why I say that is it's really more about your your attitude and how you feel you do your best work. I classify myself as a generalist. When, when I first started in the space, I got my Cisco, I got a CCNA, I got a CCDA, um, which were very specific, right? We were building networks for video to ride on those networks. Um, but I like to see the big picture. I, I don't always get into the minute details of, you know, is this code right? You know, is this command line right? So. I was more of a generalist, and that's kind of how I've expanded into uh, the role I'm in now. And my job, the 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 space uh, allowed me to do that, right? I, I would just identify that being a generalist is what I wanted to do and in, in provide guidance and in, in education for others. But to become a specialist, it, it's a very needed uh, role. You know, you, you need to have the people that get in there and can one do the architecture right the the high level designs the low level designs and really build out those architectures for their clients and then two to execute those architectures and then three is to support those uh, after the, the the networks go in so it's really up to you uh, on kind of how you work how your mind works and how you feel comfortable don't feel like you have to get shoehorned into like i have to just know switching and routing or i just have to know wireless you can be more of a generalist and be a, a consultant and, and work with the customers on you know what does the big picture look like or you can be a specialist where you're the best wireless person on the planet and you can solve anyone's problems yeah that totally makes sense and then sort of looking forward what i know we spoke about 
various different technologies throughout, whether that be Internet of Things or you know, the you know, wireless route switching. Um, what technology is going to become the biggest game changer in the future, in, in your opinion? Automation is through and through what is going to happen in the next 10 years. Um, due to labor shortages, being able to find the, the people to do the right jobs or the, the right people to do bud jobs. There's different mindsets. There's 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 still jobs out there that no one really wants to do, right? They're, they're in the, the very hot environments, dirty, dusty. They're, they're not a glamorous jobs by any means. So manufacturers, retailers, basically anyone that's running a business needs to learn how to automate those those jobs because they still need to happen. And everybody worries, well, you're going to put all these people out of business. You're really not. You're going to be shifting that talent, right? We're working with some some major industrial manufacturers that produce everything from paper to lumber to you really name it, um, packaging. And we're building wireless networks to support autonomous guided vehicles. So all their warehouse where they would maybe have 30 or 40 forklift operators, well, now that's all automated, right? And that's all rides on a wireless you know, 802.11 network. So that's pretty amazing to watch that automation happen. Well, those forklift operators are now maintaining the systems that are doing all that automation, right? So we've upskilled people. We haven't put anyone out of a job. We're just upskilling people, taking them out of, out of those dirty, hazardous environments and, and making a more, you know, a, a more safe and enjoyable work environment. So automation and then, you know, AI is absolutely the coolest technology that's happening. You know, autonomous vehicles, um, yeah. any kind of even graphics design. I mean, you, I can go into a couple of websites right now and say, I want to see, I want a picture of an eagle flying over a lake and, you know, AI will auto create that drawing for me uh, just by typing in a couple lines into a, into a search bar. So um, yeah, I, I would say automation and AI are the tools, two coolest technologies that will be leading us for the next 10 years. Yeah, yeah, can definitely, especially uh, automation, definitely get more prevalent within the space. And so looking to the future, what was the sort of aim for yourself and, and what to moving forward? Uh, not saying no. <laughs> so we're, we're continuing to grow. Uh, we grow on a, a, a pretty large um, jump every year we have for the last 10 years. And I think that's because Walker comes from a family oriented uh, background. You know, we're, we're family owned still to this day. And um, the ability to serve our, our customers and our clients to essentially promote them allows us to promote ourselves. Uh, so we see our business grow every year. And that's typically in over the last five years has been by the adoption of new technology. Don't settle in on something and yeah. kind of sit and wait for it just to keep rolling in. You always need to be advancing. You always need to be pushing yourself. And I don't know that any one person or any one group can has a crystal ball to predict what the future is going to hold. Uh, the the biggest suggestion I have is to keep your mind open and keep adopting. There's mm-hmm. a lot of failures along the way. You, you, you learn what works and you learn what doesn't work. And typically yeah. you learn what doesn't work more often. So as you manage what that the, the core of your business is and then keep pushing forward, that, that's really what our objectives are. Yeah. No, that definitely makes sense. Keeping an open mind always important, right? Um, so, Matt, tell me what advice you would give someone just starting out their career in the industry. Do your research. There, there's more and more opportunity to learn about what the industry has to hold. 
and then really don't say no. Uh, going back to when I first started the, the this interview is when I was in the field, I was pulling electrical wire, installing conduit and cabling. Never did I ever think that I'd be consoling into a network switch, but it just happened that I would save someone a flight, about three days of travel and all of that time by me just grabbing a computer and just saying, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a hand. And, you know, they walked me through the steps and take advice from whoever's willing to give it to you um, and really don't say no. There, there's really no reason to say no um, because it only allows you to expand your career. Yeah, definitely. Good advice. And then so obviously lastly, we've got sort of like a, a quick fire round. So I'm just going to ask you, uh, what is it, five questions or so? I just got to Whatever comes to your mind. Um, so first one, what was your first computer? Um, I think it was an Atom Commodore <laughs> back in the mid mid 80s. So that was oh, a long time ago. That was before the Internet. Well, the Internet was prevalent. Yeah. Yeah. I've never even heard of that before. So, <laughs> but yeah, fair play. Um, free non-negotiables when hiring. I only have one and it's attitude. You have to have a good attitude. I can teach you all the skills you need. Uh, I can equip you with all the tools you need, uh, but if you don't have the attitude or the desire, you're really no good. No good for us, at least. You know, it, it's the willingness to want to learn, the willingness to work, uh, put forth the effort. Companies like Wachter are more than fair. Days, the things are shifting in in culture, and it's not an eight to five anymore, right? It, it, it's definitely a, it's a place where you can work when you need to work to make sure that your customers are taken care of. So as long as your attitude's good and you're willing to, you know, be flexible, that's it. That's the only thing that's a non-negotiable for me. Yeah, perfect. What book would you recommend and why? Oh, there's there's so many of them. Good Good to Great's a, a great uh, story that I've read. Why? I don't know specifically, but, you know, just, just the concepts and some of the, the, the mindset of, you know, looking to the future, being open-minded is tremendously empowering. Right. You can really do whatever you want just by keeping an open mind. So I'd say uh, good to great's a, a good one. Perfect. Apple or Android? <laughs> I'm an Apple guy all the way through. I just yeah. like simplicity. Phone, yeah. computer, you know, watch the whole works. It just yeah. it works. Yeah, same. It's just it's so easy, isn't it? It's just, just they, they've made it so made it impossible not to buy Apple anymore. <laughs> and then lastly, when you think of success, who springs to mind? You know, some people may love him or hate him, but Elon Musk is uh, is a pretty good one for me. And just the fact that of what he's overcome and accomplished what he's accomplished. Basically, a guy that just says, you know, he doesn't say no, he's going to keep pushing forward. So uh, I, I like to look back on his career and say, you know, there's no reason why that anyone can't do that or accommodate that because it's just a matter of saying yes. Yeah, definitely. Cool guy. Well, yeah, that's 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 all from us today. Thanks for coming on. Where can people sort of find you if, if they want to sort of check you out and, and see what you do? Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, me personally. But if you want to learn more about an organization that really is heavy into networking, you know, you can check us out at walker.com. And uh, you learn about all the new advancements that we're doing and also all the new uh, new careers that we have. I think we're looking for about 300 new individuals right now. So we're always creating and uh, making new spaces for people. Perfect. Well, yeah, thanks for your time today, Matt. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me.